0: ArcaSpeak is brought to you by Arcat, and the time has come for your firm to begin gathering product and material information for your next project. Let's say you're tasked with finding the top gas fireplace manufacturers, and they need to have CAD, BIM, and specifications.
1: Wouldn't it be nice if there was a search engine that showed you who has the data you need? There is, and it's RCAT.com. Search for a product or even a CSI section and get a list of North American manufacturers and the data
2: they offer. And even better, you can download all technical data for free. You don't even have to register to use RCAT. Save your firm time and money and frustration. Go to RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com.
1: And this episode of the podcast is sponsored by BQE Core, the award-winning cloud project accounting platform made for you, architects. Core combines time and expense tracking, billing, project management, and accounting in one streamlined platform. With Core, you'll increase efficiency, win more projects, and find some time to relax. What? Make work easy with Core and get a 15-day trial by going to bqe.com core.
2: Plus, look in our show notes for a free ebook from BQE, 10 Fatal Project Management Mistakes and How to Prevent Them. It'll give you a straightforward fixes to common problems so you can keep your projects on budget and on schedule.
0: And thanks to BQE Core for sponsoring this episode of ArcaSpeak. Welcome to ArcaSpeak, the
1: podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture.
0: Welcome to episode 137 of the Arcuspeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell.
2: And I'm Cormac Phelan.
0: And hey, to get us started on this episode, Evan wants to give us a little bit of updates on uh, things you shouldn't do as a student (laughs) for our student listeners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got some updates for this. So I just gave my final yesterday and quarter's over, went by really fast. And I, uh, I just wanted to give you guys a couple of funny stories of thing, interactions that I've had with with students over the last couple of weeks. So, I was I was going to class the other day, uh, a few weeks ago, and student stops me on the way into the classroom, like right out front, and 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 they say, "So, uh, so I, I just wanted to talk to you about um, my my attendance. I, I I've been here every day, but." uh I don't always get the sign in sheet and so I wanted to know how you keep track of attendance <laughs> and <laughs> I'm kind of like lost for words uh do I tell him do I not I say you sign the sign in sheet like <laughs> like what what other answer is there I and and then he's like yeah so he just did not get it and so I'm like, well, what's your name? And he tells me his name and, and so I'm like, well, I'll check. But I you know, there's there's a lot of students in this class. I don't I don't know everybody by their name as you know. Like it was just pretty funny and obvious. The other the other funny story was yesterday during the the final, I mean, it's I get it. Everybody puts every class that's not studio as secondary or tertiary or whatever, right? So uh my class, I think. Mm, a week ago, I had like sixteen people show up out of the ninety because that Whoa, was the day wait, that a wait, lot wait. of people were doing. Sixteen out of ninety, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for it the was final. No, no, that was for the oh. week. The week before the oh, final. the week prior. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. Everybody. Well, no, not everybody showed up. That's what my story is about. Um, so I had a bunch of students like the day before the final start emailing me and saying, "I didn't realize when the final was. I've I've had it on the syllabus since day one." Okay, I had it all scheduled. I've brought it up two or three times during class. Obviously, these students didn't come to class, and I'm going to be traveling the night before the final because <laughs> my final because it's on a Friday class. It's also the Friday of finals week. That's just the way it works. So I don't understand how this how these students are so disorganized and how everything
2: completely. Well, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna make a great architect. I don't you're gonna, know gonna make a great problem is, solver, project manager, <laughs> you know, organizer <laughs> of
1: projects. You do know what we do, right? There are a couple important pieces of information that you need to know about this class. Number one is uh, you need to show up and sign the sign-in sheet so that I can track your attendance. And number two is you need to be at the final. Oh my gosh!
2: So I'm 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 guessing that Mister. I didn't you know, I came here every day, but I never really signed the sign in sheet really wasn't there every day.
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I I didn't even look. I'm it's not something I need to go check. It, the the numbers will speak for themselves. It's not like I'm gonna email him and say, Well, I see that you weren't here these days and and then he's just gonna what respond and say, Yes I was. <laughs> exactly. No, I wasn't. Yes I was. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and it's not like you only get one chance to sign it. You could totally come up after the class and sign it. So, it's not like it's that strict of a thing where uh, you only get your one second to sign it and then it moves on. It's not like that. So, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, those are my updates for class. Wow. What was this class again? Emerging technology
2: and architecture. Uh, maybe, uh, you should, you but maybe you're going to need to come up with a new technology of how they can sign in. Yeah, yeah. It's not very <laughs> emerging. Have you heard of this stuff? It's called paper. <laughs> paper and pencil. <laughs> maybe that's
0: it. They don't understand this paper thing. They don't, yeah. Like, oh, can, I, can
1: I just uh, like it to come in? Can I just like that
2: post? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left when you're here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: those are my updates for class. I can give you an update on my house. Uh so it turns out that I wasn't just allergic to what they opened up in the walls. I did get extremely sick. Oh. And then uh now we are replacing the entire kitchen. So so we set our
2: house on fire yeah. and are
1: rebuilding. <laughs> it went from uh, a floor slab leak to now you have to replace everything because uh, they had to tear open walls and repipe uh, after they found that they couldn't repipe under the slab.
2: And I mean, was it black mold? Was it, I know that there was asbestos in there too, right? No, yeah, it was just that
1: the asbestos. They had to do all the crazy ab- abatement and and talk to the AQMD. And and I actually got a receipt from a asbestos uh, graveyard. I guess I don't know what you call it—a dump in Arizona. Where they oh. where they sent it?
2: Thank you, Arizona, for taking Thank you. your craft. To Arizona. <laughs> yeah, so that's
1: where that stuff goes. Note to self: Don't move to Arizona.
2: <laughs> it was going to say how toxic. How toxic can Arizona be? Um, yeah, I mean I that, like, that and what? Um, where probably they, Nevada, New Mexico, ne- Nevada, where they store all of the um, nuclear waste in mm. their hills. Yep.
1: Yeah. So so they tore out a bunch. They had to they they tore open the slab and they basically just to say and we we knew this was coming. We can't fix it. Uh, it's old galvanized. It's got, you know, it's like Swiss cheese down there. Ugh. And so they had torn out the floor and some of the walls to do that and then so they patched that and then they repiped through the attic. So they had to tear open walls to get it down to the fixtures. Mind you, this is just hot water. I didn't get my cold water replaced because that is a much bigger job. So you know, we we'll save that for next time. And now we're gonna put in new flooring, new cabinets, countertops. Oh my gosh. Just everything now. So I spent six hours at, at I spent six hours at the cabinet shop last Saturday.
2: Awesome. Oh my that gosh. Fun.
1: It's like buying a car. It was like being at a car dealership. <laughs> it's, it's worse was. than that. Yeah. It's horrible. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my uh my extra
0: the project that I didn't ask for. How about that? Did you get the soft clothes cabinets now or the drawers? Yes, yes, of oh, course. You're going to love those.
2: Yeah, luxury. Yeah. Nothing but the best. So, since we're talking about cabinets, I got to share this story that's like reared its ugly head for like the past oh. two, three weeks. Karmic, tell us another Revit story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, this no, is a not cab- a Revit. This story? is a cabinet story.
0: Oh, a cabinet story. Okay. So,
2: you know. We do, you know, we do labs, um, you know, both uh, wet labs, dry labs, um, you know, uh, instrument-based chemistry labs is the particular one that I'm talking about right now. And we specify um, full extension, uh, you know, quiet glide um, uh, drawer sliders. Yeah. And, you know, whether people know this or not, there are, you know, different weight, um, criteria for the different, uh, drawer slides. Um, and we had our project manager on the project, um, test these in a way that's pretty much not in conformance with the test that all of the casework manufacturers are testing it too. They're, you know, it's, it's more of just like, you know, he's shaking it around and stuff like that. And it's, Hey, it feels flimsy and, you know, in a way he's, he's got, he's got something there, but you know, if the only criteria you have to go off of, like whether or not the casework is built properly, is one through the specifications and two through all of the, whether it's CFA testing or ASTM or all of these um, different ANSI um, requirements for you know the conformance of casework, right? So it's just been kind of going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and, and we're really not getting anywhere, but. The interesting thing about where my story is going is just how much I know about uh, drawer slides at this point. Pass in my career this info is,
1: along. Everybody needs this. Is
2: is something that I just <laughs> never, <laughs> never, saw never, never thought I was going to have. You know, not like this. And, oh man! And it was it's pretty interesting because you know it's it's kind of so you know you've got your full extension where the drawer the back of the drawer is, is fully out and you can see it. Then there's the three quarter extension and, you know, three quarter extension. They actually have a little bit more, you know, like dimensional stability to them because they're relying on the sides of the um, cabinet to actually hold them from racking or turning and stuff. And then when you fully extend them, it it racks a little bit and stuff like that, because it's just the nature of, you know, physics. Uh, Yes, (laughs) exactly. And, Oh, I mean, my God, it's just, it's this whole, we've had, we've pulled in so many different people to talk about, um, casework, you know, like just one particular function of casework too. And it's just, it, it's interesting how people can hyper-focus on like the littlest of things and, and there, you know, it's just, it's things that you don't think about that ultimately at the end of the day, you're like, wow, wait, timeout. I mean... Is, is that now where we have to be is like, we literally have to hyper-focus in on every little minute detail. Is it, um, you know, is it, uh, you know, coded ball bearings? Is it, you know, this ball bearing is it that, you know, is it all these, And it's just, you're like, wow, man. Um, no, I didn't, I, I put in there. It's a hundred pound, you know, capacity or it's a 200 pound capacity or it's this and you hope that the manufacturer builders right end of the story is, is that, um, the manufacturer didn't really follow its own criteria on where to use the different drawer slides. And, uh, you know, they were like the, the drawers were too wide for the lower capacity, uh, drawer slides. They -hmm. needed to be the next size up. Um, and they didn't do it. And, um, even though they went ahead and replaced them at no cost, we're still getting blamed for the fact that, uh, well, you, you, you should have known where all of this stuff was supposed to go. It's just like, wow. so, I, I, so the, the question that I was, that I, I was actually going to ask this, you know, but it seemed somewhat appropriate to talk about it. Then it's like, how much do you detail the minutia of things or do you let the specifications and the testing criteria within the specifications do all of that work, and you really it's kind of out of sight, out of mind?
0: Wow! I can tell you, I've never had to detail or specify drawer slides, <laughs> but I do residential mostly. So
1: <laughs> yeah, it should totally be the second part. You cannot, you cannot be that that minutia expert you just can't
2: you, you can't because i mean like first of all it's lab casework and yeah. we hire lab designers to do the lab casework for us and they're providing us the criteria based off right. of the in- industry standard yeah. of said casework so you think okay that right there they've got covered because they've got other things to deal with you know like right where's the gas come in where does you know you know what kind of you know is it uh you know ninety nine percent pure gas is it this is it that you know it's all these other things that they're dealing with, yep, and I don't think they even are looking at the minutiae of a drawer slide right <laughs> no they've had
1: those specs they just they recycle that stuff right it, it gets a little bit better a little bit better over time yeah. when when yeah. errors are pointed out or omissions or whatever and and they and they have to rely on that
2: stuff, Well, I did make comment to them because I did a lot of research um of all of the different manufacturers that were indicated in the specs. And you know, I found a couple of errors in the specs. Um nothing that was kind of like, you know, damning or anything. It was just, you know, the the industries industry's changed or something's been updated or stuff like that. Kind of made mention to them. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be changing your specs now. <laughs> and mm. they're like, Yep, yep. Oh man. <laughs> yes, yes we are. And it's just it, it just kinda sorry. You were li- you were living a ca- you were living a casework drama.
0: <laughs> fun things you get to do as an architect, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, I don't really have the time for this because I also have to have, you know, I'm also trying to get another project out the door by the end of the month. Yeah. And you know how crazy those times are. Yeah. Happy happy oh. fun time. Wow. <laughs> So, so thanks a, for sharing your casework um, trauma because that just sparked my casework trauma.
0: Well, in his case, it's not trauma. In Evan's uh, case, he he he's going to enjoy this because he. When gets I soft go to install flows. it, it's probably going. To I was
2: be. I was going to say I don't think oh. he wanted. I don't think he was planning on changing his casework any. Or I mean, no, in all of his uh, oh, okay. cabinets, the anytime whole, soon. Part, sure. Okay. <laughs> right. This I is mean, a project maybe, I did not ask for. Yeah, I was going to say maybe eventually he was going to do it but not now right. oh it's gonna be nice is.
1: but oh man oh it's yeah going to be some pain and blood to get there i think <laughs> well
2: i will i will say that so you know what you were alluding to um neil a little bit earlier about you know when i was gonna say some you know a trauma of my own is uh you know my ever ongoing saga of revit and um
0: oh an update on the curdenza
2: so not a credenza anymore, but from whatever happened at that point in time, whether it be credenza or the, you know, Revit, um, Revit 17.2, uh, update that was where it all started, um, to now, uh, we've, um, put our, uh, We've had so many problems with it. We've lost so much time. We've lost so much actual work, because, say you and say all three of us are remoting into uh, our Revit model. We're working fine and all that other stuff. I synchronize. I get out of it. Evan synchronizes. He gets out of it. Neil, you go to synchronize and it says that you know you have um, an error and you can't synchronize. Oh, and then you blame it on me then. <laughs> well, other th- other than the fact that I would blame it on you. So, and that, and that was the thing is, is we, you know, we would have some people who just couldn't synchronize to the central. And then, um, it, and we we're like, well, you know, we really, c- and so we, we got to figure out what to do. And so then they closed out and then when they close it out, nobody can get into the central at all. And uh, we 're like, oh, what the hell 's going on? I mean, you know we were just in the central, you know, so then we try to open up our locals now our locals won 't open up because they can 't access the central. the central Oh, my God, <laughs> and so now we literally nobody can get into the model, and we 're all like trying we 're trying to figure out what 's going on we 've got you know our the um, bin manager for the office he 's you know trying to figure it all out you know we're on the phone with autodesk and Looking at all of our different, we're trying to do go through all of these different recovery processes, and you know, okay, we've got you know an auto save one here at this time. Try it, corrupt, not working. Oh go to the next goodness. one, and we just keep going back until we can get one that actually opens. And like, hey, I found one that opens. Yeah, it's two days old. And everybody's it, save as a new central file, yeah. and so to but everybody's work over again. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the thing: that's when nuts. You ha- when you have seven people who are working on a project for two straight days. Think about how much work is lost. Yeah, totally. It's a a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And that, and that was, and that's, and that's been kind of our, our pain and our issue. So, you know, I, um, I, you know, we were, we're sitting there and and I, I, I spin around and, you know, and in my pot, I I spin around and I look at, um, you know, one of the, one of the guys on the project. I'm like, it was like, we, we have the one that we just saved, you know, a, a few hours ago, right? You know, cause here, here now we've been, you know, basically everybody's been trying to like, you know, bird dog this problem and try to figure out, okay, well, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, you know, not only have we lost the, you know, potentially lost two days worth of work. Now we're all losing work because we're, we're one, we can't get into the model and two, everybody's trying to figure out how to do that. So they're not working. They're trying to solve the problem working wow. in a way, working in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I spent around, I'm like, just out of curiosity, let's try to open up the lat your last local file in uh 2018. He does it, takes a while, you know, it's got to convert it, you know, it can, um, because <laughs> of the size, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, because of the size of the file, it's upgrading and it's you know, it took like two hours. It oh it seemed, um, but you know, it ran, you know, cause it, he also like when he was opening, he also, you know, put audit on there. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, took a little bit longer and it opens. And I'm like, great. All of our work is saved. All everybody's
1: work is there. Yeah. But now you have to upgrade everyone to 2018. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: just started a whole new thing. Exactly. So now I have to hop on the phone and call every consultant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> every- even the owners and the contractors who oh. are all using our models and say, do you guys have two? I was like, do you guys have 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, well, here's the problem. You know, here's the issue. And I had to say that over and over and over again as many times. It sounded like a broken record, but I was trying to explain to them, you know, what was going on. And they're like, it's not a problem. We'll, we can go ahead and uh, install 2018 or other people are like, oh yeah, we just installed it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, haven't used it because you know we've been working in 2017 on this project mm-hmm. like okay i was like i'm going i'm about to break the cardinal rule yeah never, seriously <laughs> never change your pro. you know never go to the next Don't, uh, upgrade, upgrade your, your software yeah during a project yep so and so and i was yeah. like i had to because there was it was either that or i, or I mean and i can't seven times and i i can't explain to you like so in that past two days um, Me and another guy had been working with our design assist partners, which are the contractors who are going to be doing our curtain wall and our precast um, concrete. And this is like, you know, this is all precast panels, you know, for the whole facade of the building and everything. And we've been going back and forth with them. We've been tweaking details. We've been tweaking, you know, panel um, dimensions and everything else. All of that would have been lost. Yeah. And that, and that oh. was... That was huge because yeah. they're it's, they're waiting the, on us to make those changes to then you know, uh-huh. redistribute the model so that they can actually start working on the shop drawings. There's big stuff yeah. that changes, but
1: all the little stuff is the, the yes. stuff that nobody actually can quantify or keep track of. Because right. so, right. you just you're taking care of stuff along the way. Oh, you see a little thing here, take care of it, take care of it. And and that stuff adds up and right. nobody notices the the amount of time it takes to do the you know, to redo all that stuff. Right.
2: And a a lot of that though was like undocumented other than on the fly in the model, because we were doing a Skype session where we were sharing the screen. We were, you know, that we were talking through it and they, you know, the, the detailer for the precasters were like, okay, well, what if we, you know, cut three inches out of this particular precast? So it's coped over this beam. Like, okay. And so we make the change. Right. But, But I mean, you know, if you did that, like, on a hundred and you know five thousand square foot building, and you're making all these like little teeny tweaks and stuff, but you didn't actually like physically write down, you know, panel one changed this, changed right. that, you know, exactly. and stuff, and you just did it on the fly. To lose that enormous, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Guys, are we making architecture too difficult? I mean, with a... <laughs> well, it's it's
1: a well, BIM I, is a I database. Don't know if that's the right, right?
0: question, but
1: there There is a way to track all this stuff, but it's it's a different mindset that you have to work within and it and it's not like anybody really wants to do it, but then there's times like this where it comes back and it would be useful uh, well, but there's certain how- software that has like construction histories of things built in, so you can see every little step that went into making it how it is now
2: but the question is is would it would that work for us when right. our model goes completely corrupt? Or would it even work – I mean, you're, everything's complicated, right, because
1: you've right. got seven people working on it, and they're working on different times, and yeah. there's so much data.
2: You know, like we're on a phone call with the precaster, and the precaster and the curtain wall guy are all on the phone together because we're talking about the interfaces between the two different systems. And all the while, on another phone call, we got another guy who is doing basically another Skype session with um, our steel – I mean, our, uh, structural engineer talking about a couple of different steel issues that we've, you know, we're trying to rectify because, you know, we're getting, you know, shops and all that other stuff done. This is, this is that project that, um, the steel package and a couple of other package all went out to bid at 50%. And we're okay. still trying to like, right. and we're trying to have, we're trying to finish the drawings up as well as them doing shop drawings all at the same time. So in a way it's a good because like when we hit print for our you know 100% construction set um and yes i don't like using the word 100% but you know what i'm saying um it it our drawings and the shop drawings will be basically a one for one match um which that's great but not when our drawings go bad <laughs> When drawings go bad, when, drawings go bad. <laughs> when good drawings go bad, so is this like the
0: modern day equivalent of spilling your coffee on your on your sheets of vellum? Oh yeah, <laughs> on your desk.
2: Yeah, probably that that is the that is a good analogy. Yeah, somebody posted a, a picture of like you know the only time that you could lay on lay down on the job uh, during architecture, and they oh, like yeah. put a picture of like this enormous sheet of paper and all these guys laying on the ground drawing. Right. Um, you know, drawing details and stuff like that. I was like, can you just imagine if some guy like got up and accidentally like, you know, fell into the paper and it ripped or something like that. And all these other, you know, people who are working on the project, you know, just get up and look at them like, and this is when your career ends
0: and your life. That's when you had them the tape and you just tape it back together. That's what we used to do. Well, yeah. now the coffee one—the coffee one's the problem.
1: <laughs> Your question is a is a good one, and I think, well, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where is it worth it? Right, that's the question. Like, I, yeah, should, I guess
0: maybe that's the better question
1: because we are, on some levels, it is overcomplicated, right? Because the software does more than most people use it for and it's always right. been like right. that right yeah and but at the same time because it's so complicated the barrier to entry is high so people don't spend the time to dig deeper and learn how to use the software really effectively because oh it's hard right it's hard to yeah. find time to do that it's hard to find the resources to do the training it's people don't have the attention span they they have they're busy they've got other stuff to do And so finding the balance there is, is tough, especially when the software changes every single year. Like the the companies are incentivized to come out with a new release every year so that your subscription fee makes sense. And right. So that they can justify that. And so it's, it's this vicious cycle that just keeps on churning and nobody wants to keep up. uh, And, but at the same time, they feel like what's, what else is their money going forward, going towards. Uh, So it's like, how do you actually get better at this stuff how do you train people so that they're all on the same page uh and and that i think is is where it gets back to your original question is it worth it right because on some levels the the stuff is so complicated but on other in in other ways it's incredibly valuable right like ask anybody who really uses bim if they would ever go back to cad and they w- they would say no right? Because it is so worth it, right? It's, it's nice to move a window in one place and have it go update everywhere else. Right. And, and it's also worth it to have seven people working in the same file at the same time. It totally is. Right. Right. So, so no, nobody would go backwards. Uh, And I think this is something that kind of plagues our industry as a whole, which is we don't want to move forward. I mean, architecture as a whole, very generally is not innovating and not moving forward because of that attitude. While at the same time, the tools are available for us to move forward and to be innovative. And there are companies who are doing that kind of thing. I mean, we're talking about them right now. So it's, it's this constant push and pull and attitude of, you know, the mindset of not wanting to change, but at the same time feeling like you have to. And, and, and I think that this really is the thing that's holding back our industry, our, our profession, um, you know, the AEC industry, um, and the architectural profession, because we are like this, we're way behind as far as, as innovating in this. And that's why we talked about it a a few episodes ago, Google and Facebook, and these companies see tons of potential in our industries because they are never going to, to worry about how things are now. They're only looking at how things could be or would be in the future, and and our attitude of trying not to adopt the newest version is the wrong attitude to have if you look at the long game of where this profession needs to go to stay competitive to be relevant because if right. if you don't these companies are going to come in and eat your lunch they just they're going to do it now that doesn't mean it's going to happen equally to everybody there are definitely small firms one person proprietors who are you know they could still draw by hand and you know they can, they can have that and and rely on it forever, right? They never even have to worry if the power's on. Um, I mean, they could they could practice from anywhere. They don't have to have any knowledge of the cloud. They never need to collaborate with somebody else. There's always going to be those those use cases. But when it comes to these medium and large firms that ha- that have to collaborate in these ways, I don't see how we could even have the argument that. That we, we should do it the way we used to do it. It's never going right. to be like that
2: again. Totally agree with you. And, you know, it's actually, you know, kind of, um, I, I guess through this whole experience, you know, not necessarily on the, the bad side of like, you know, BIM going bad, but, um, it, like with this design assist, um, relationship that we've had going on more recently with this, with, uh, our precast and curtain wall and, um, our steel, um, or steel manufacturer and all that other stuff, they, they're all using BIM. And, um, even the CM they're using BIM, uh, or their mechanic, the mechanical contractors, they're using BIM. And the great thing about it is, is, oh, hell, even the, the civil contractors using BIM. And the reason I bring that one up is because the other day we just got an RFI that said, you know, Hey, you know, we were, we were doing our uh, clash detection. We were, you know, going through all of this stuff and I had just, uh, picked this up in when I got the latest models and I put them all together and I was doing a clash detection to try to figure out, you know, where we've got a couple of different problems specifically with all of the piping that's coming out, you know, um, you know, below grade piping that's coming out because we're, you know, here we are still, you know, moving forward to getting the, uh, end of our CDs out at the end of the month, but you know, we're also concretes going into the ground. And, um, so they're doing all of the, the, you know, below grade piping and come to find out we've got, you know, a pipe that's coming out through, um, you know, at an elevation that's basically right through, uh, one of the foundation, you know, one of the footers. And I caught it and I had, you know, marked it up and sent it over to the, um, MEP and civil to kind of like coordinate it. And, um, but the contractor caught it too, before it ever went into the ground and that, that I thought was great because, you know, here now we're finally, you know, at the point where you can find all this stuff before it actually happens. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that, and that's great. And, you know, and the, the good thing is like the MEP contractor, we're getting, you know, tons of, of good RFIs from them that aren't like RFIs that are going to be you know, stuff in the field that affects a change order, but they're going to, they are, because they're a design assist, they're looking at, okay, well, you know, you've got all of this. Um, you have know, got your, uh, specifically <laughs> we're looking at a, um, um, crap, I'm drawing a blank on it. But anyway, we got, we had some piping going vertically into the building and it was clashing with a, a beam. And, you know, here we are looking at the shop drawings for the beam. Um, you know, as we're for the steel and, you know, we're doing all of this uh, clash detection for all of the vertical piping that's going through the building, through diff- various chases and stuff. And we're catching that one before we're building it, two before they're engineering it, and three before it becomes a change order that costs the owner money. And that, <laughs> I saw the great value of doing all of this stuff. And that... Yeah we may be slow in the uptake on the change and innovation of this. And that is, I don't know where we go with that, but there's there's lots of stuff in the pro column and there's lots of stuff in the con column, right? (laughs) But yes. And and so one, one tick for the pro column was what I just experienced with, you know, having the full entire team, basically looking at this project at the same time and picking things up, you know, in. And we even used uh, BIM to go through our value engineering Um, is, you know, where, where are some, you know, where are we being a little, you know, a bit excessively conservative and where are we, you know, where can we kind of like, you know, streamline some things? I think, I think getting back to Neil's original point too, about
1: the creation of drawings being complicated, I, obviously that (laughs) because we still live in that world where we deliver drawings, yeah. That oh, overcomplicates yeah, 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 yeah. the creation of these models because there's so many things you have to do just to make the drawings read right or look right or, or whatever. Yes. When when that's just a projection of this model that everybody's spending so much time in, which you know we're kind of ideally head, headed for well, the day where that's the deliverable.
2: And and that's what and that's honestly I've I've made that argument in contention the whole time. I was like. As long as we're still doing 2D drawings to build things by, yeah, we, this is the problem that we're going to have to face. Is well, that, you said yourself that, does your, it, that your steel shops are done off of BIM model,
1: right? They're they not yeah. 2D drawings. They're a model. Right.
2: right. So like, are my, um, you know, like, so, so, well, here, here's actually the, 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 I guess, funny thing about that is, so they're doing all of this stuff off the BIM model. They're doing the, um, precast, uh, off of the BIM model. They're doing the mechanical off of the BIM model, but yet we're still getting a um 2D drawings to basically review and stamp review. and mark up. And, That's ridiculous. In return. And it's just like, yeah, it's kind of defeating because, the purpose because we we literally just coordinated everything. Yeah. You know, over several sessions and, you know, everything else. So I mean, you know, it's it's moving more towards I I see, you know, it's moving more towards kind of like this, you know, setting us up for a true design build type delivery process where you're designing and detailing and, you know, setting all the parameters for, you know, what a door frame is and all of these other things and where it needs to go and what the height is. And just embedded in the item. Yeah. Just embedded in the item. I mean, you know, it was funny as I, I needed to make um, a new family and, I will be the first one to say that I'm in, but my team will be the second one to say it that I'm not that, <laughs> that, you know, I'm not as versed as they are in, in uh, Revit. I'm okay. I can hold my own, but there's a lot of things I don't know because I became a project manager at the turn over from really Revit to, um, to, I mean, from CAD, CAD? to Revit. Yeah. And so You know, I was doing a lot of more project manager and, you know, kind of dealing with everybody and cat herding and everything else that I didn't have to master drawing in Revit and modeling in Revit and stuff like that. There's lots of architects that don't draw at all. So, so, but I mean, and I'm, (laughs) and so, you know, somebody came over to me and I was like, you know, how do you, you know, can you show me how to do this? And, you know, the first time they like click through it so quickly, I'm like, Holy crap. I'm like, first of all, I was like just in awe at how quickly they were moving through it. And then second, I was thinking, well, why don't you work that fast normally? Um, <laughs> then, then, then third, I was thinking um, there's so much valuable information in just that element. Of that course, yeah. When we get to the point, you know, like. Well, we're really being want, held up by know, the agency, right? It's the yeah, agency. Report. Yes. Yeah. Like we That's literally That's the drawings have- are for that exactly you know in in that that i think is going to be you know because well if you want to if you want to get even bigger
1: and kind of blow your mind here if you look at overall the the owner wants a building right and we've talked about this before right The, the contractor delivers the building they really look at what the architect does as a waste it is it's a waste of you know they don't understand why the process is important they don't you know and i'm i'm speaking generally obviously there are lots of clients out there who get it but what we offer is a process and it is something that architects in the profession need to look at in a very serious way of how can we add value and sell toward that value which is in our right. ideas in our problem solving right. and in our design we will never outdraft the contractor. Look at the contractors that you're no. talking about. They're building their yeah. own BIM models because number 1, they don't trust ours. Number 2, they're going to build from it. Right? Right. And and so w- why do we even do that? Everybody can do drawings. This is not something that we need to be really good at right. anymore. Totally. And I know that that makes some people's ears bleed when they hear that kind of thing, but in the day and age of technology, We need to be on the same page and be a, you know, it's like we need to be a complementary team member instead of all of this overlapping work that everybody does.
2: Well, I'll give you a good example of that is that, you know, I had all these sheets set up, you know, cartooned out for basically panel elevations of all of the different, you know, uh, precast panels that we're putting up. And we were talking about, it, like, do we just really the yeah. like, do we really need these? I was like, do we really need these? Because we just got, first of all, we just got his shop drawings. And he basically did a much better job of doing exactly what I had already laid out anyway. Yep. Yep. And so it's just, it, I mean, yep. I would much just rather somebody. Point. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> there are other things that we need to detail. There's some intersections, some, you know, we can work out like the one thing that they don't do and most people don't really do is like, you know, what are all these intersections? What are all these flashing details? What are all, what keeps the water out? What keeps the hot air in, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Most people don't really think about that. And so, you know, for tech, you know, in the technical aspect of things, you know, we're, we're doing those, you know, I mean, we've got the big idea. We've got the design. We've got like, you know, we've coordinated all of the minutia within it. You know, we've got the, you know, somebody's, We've you know, our our um, steel guys. They've created the skeleton. You know now we've uh, created another guy who just created all of the skin, and another guy. You know created like the way to look out of it, and, and you know, we've got another guy doing this. But they're all doing it. So yeah. why are we doing it? Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? because CAD leveled the,
1: the drawing field, right? Yes. So it was one of those things where now anybody can make a beautiful drawing, and you might say, well, my drawings are more beautiful. Okay, fine. Your drawings are more beautiful. Uh, the person <laughs> yeah. who actually builds from them doesn't care. And exactly. then, number two, uh, SketchUp leveled the modeling field. Right? Yeah. Anybody can build a model. It's free. You can do it in your web browser now. Uh, and and there's a a huge library of pre-built models out there that you can assemble, and you just need to know a little bit to scratch by. And and so again, we we shouldn't be fighting the battle of who can draw the best or who can model the best because somebody will always do it for less. Always. They can outsource it and we all know that there's problems with that. You know, you could outsource your whole BIM modeling program to some third world country and they can build a model for you and you know it'll suck, but there are still people who will do that and they'll get burned by it and then they'll, they'll just get back to, well, I've got to draw all this myself and they get back into the mindset of I've got to control every single line on the page. And- and maybe you do, but maybe you don't have to draw it to do it, right? So I I don't know where I, I I can see where we're headed, but man, there are so many boat anchors out there holding us down, and that's the hard part. It's it's convincing and and moving forward with agency review and, and right. getting to the point, and and it's slowly getting there. It's a big ship, it takes a long time to turn, but. It is headed in that direction.
0: Don't don't worry, Evan. I'll I'll retire soon, and then yeah. one <laughs> less boat anchor. For Neil, out there I can't for tell me. you how many
1: times it's just like, <laughs> oh man, we just gotta wait for this person to die. It's just like, for that yeah. person to die. Yeah, <laughs> It sounds terrible, but
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know. I mean, once this person's out of the way, things will get so much better. <laughs> That's what we I tell hate to ourselves. say. It unfortunately, in our current climate right now, there are. <laughs> That that could Careful be now. well. It was. It's yeah. funny
1: because this came up. I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, "What? When? When? Because we're we're mid career, right? When we yeah. get there, are we going to be like that too?" And my wife says, "Nope, you're not going to be like that,
2: but someone else is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's the there's the innovators and the trailblazers, and then there's the guys who just are refusing to like, you know, just I'm going to hold on to these old ways. You know, it's just so."
0: You know. all right so uh, so the the, the uh, if we have listeners that have been around a little while uh, I want to hear if this these sorts of arguments were happening when like mechanical pencils came out oh, oh, man, oh those you know, mechanical pencils uh, yeah. no, I don't use those yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I'm sure tr- I just wondering if these arguments we've had these arguments before in our profession from decades ago right but just they're different things, different pieces. Electric eraser. What the hell is that? <laughs> what?
2: How lazy do you have to be? Yeah, right. electric <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> eraser. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> what? Your hands broken? Crafting <laughs> <laughs> uh, table. Right. We draw on the floor.
0: Crafting <laughs> <laughs> table. Chair. We draw on the chair. Wall. Parallel bar. What's wrong what with do you, you need that for? Erasing shield. My T Square yeah. works just fine. Thank you very much. Good
1: stuff. That's a that's a great way to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Uh, just a little perspective here on on everything. That's all. Just a yep. little perspective. All right, guys. I think we should wrap this one up. Sounds
2: good. Yeah, I'm done with my coffee anyway. So,
0: so let's thank the people that helped bring you the show here. RCAT and this uh, this episode's also brought to you by BQE Core. And the music is by System Kid. And don't forget, you can subscribe to Arcaspeak on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast app you happen to use. And be sure to check out our archive at arcaspeakpodcast.com where you can stream or download every episode we've ever released, and find links to the articles referenced in each one. We can be found on Twitter, Facebook, or via email at arcaspeakpodcast.com And thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out. See ya. Smart my gangster sign off.